So we are going to start. I am continuing the series, This Is Not The End, which is the Easter series, because we are coming towards Easter, uh, which is a holiday coming up in which we celebrate and look to the resurrection of Jesus. So we're kind of following along his path going forward. Last week we talked about the disciples and how Jesus told them he was going to die and that it was going to happen soon and how he told them uh, that they could still find joy. They could still find hope. All they had to do was follow him. And they didn't really understand it because at the time, all the disciples and everybody believed the Messiah would be like a warrior. He would be a king bringing peace on earth. And Jesus knew that was going to be different. And so we're going to a little bit closer. This is right before he's arrested. And this is John uh, chapter 17, verses 1 through 21. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives uh, everyone. He gives eternal life to each one of you. Uh, each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. Uh, they were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. So this is Jesus praying. This is Jesus talking to God. Uh, this is Jesus knowing that he's about to die. And so as he's about to die, there are a lot of things that he could do. There's a lot of things we would do if you found out that you were going to die next week, that you're going to sacrifice yourself next week. Like we'd have a long list of things to do. Um, it would involve soccer for some of you. It would involve video games for some of you. It would involve hanging out with Cooper for one of you. But it would just be a lot of different things that we would come up with to do. And Jesus went to pray for his followers. He went to pray for his disciples. He went to pray for us because that was the most important thing to him. Uh, as we get to Easter, we talk about the sacrifice, which is him giving his blood for us, giving his life for us to give us a chance at heaven. But he sacrificed himself each and every day by setting an example for us. And so he knows that we are going to look at his words. We are going to look at him. And he always said, even as he's about to die, you should follow me and you should look to God. You should love each other. You should do everything you can. And so he says, I did everything I could while I was on earth. This is Jesus who is God. This is Jesus who is perfect. This is Jesus who never sinned. And so instead of talking about all of the things he could want and talking about all of the things that he wishes were different and asking for things, he says, please continue to be with my disciples. Continue to be with the people that hear me. Continue to be with everything. As we look through the Easter story, that's what it's about. The fact that Jesus sacrificed himself for us, set the example for us, gave us the chance to be better, gave us the chance to treat each other better. Um, one of the things that I've said a lot in church lately is uh, as Christians, as people that go to church, we look at Easter and Christmas as kind of two times a year that other people are more accepting of being asked to church. And it's like, oh man, it's Easter. I'm going to ask this person and they're probably going to say yes because they know it's Easter. But that's not the truth. The truth is not that the world is just waiting for Christians to ask on those two times a year. The truth is that Christians tend to act more like Jesus those times of year. They tend to actually show love and be less judgmental and be hateful and, and, and be less hateful, sorry, and be uh, more like Jesus those two times of the year because they're so, we're so excited about Easter. We're so excited about Christmas. So we show that to people. We show that love. We show that hope. We show that, that uh, sacrifice. And the rest of the year, we kind of act like the world. We just kind of go for our own thing. We worry about politics. We worry about all this other stuff. Uh, we worry about our Fortnite wins. We worry about all kinds of stuff, our 
apex wins. We worry about all kinds of stuff instead of trying to show who Jesus is. So I'm going to continue to verse 9. My prayer is not for this world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from this world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you, Holy Father. You have given me your name. Now protect them by power of your name, so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that not one was lost, except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. So he's talking about Judas there. Um, One of the things about Judas, and he talks about him there, is... We always think of him as evil, obviously, because he betrayed Jesus, and we know that he did it for money, and we know all of this stuff. We know ultimately he killed himself. But Judas, had he not done that, he actually could have been forgiven. Like, regardless of what he did, if he'd asked Jesus, even on the cross while he's dying because of Judas turning him in, he would have been forgiven. It's just like Peter denied him and said he didn't know him and actually betrayed him also. But Peter was willing to lower himself and ask for forgiveness. He was willing to humble himself. And so Jesus is talking here. And in his talking, he knows that Judas is coming. Like he knows that he is coming and he knows that he's lost, but he also has this hope that he would find salvation, that he would find hope. It it must have been super hard for Jesus knowing everything that was going to happen, but still having this hope for everybody, still having this love for everybody, still living this life for everybody. And so he talks again about God, please be with my people, be with the people that love me, be with the people who follow me, Uh, be with everybody who, who is trying to do their best. And he keeps saying that. And again, This is right before he is about to be arrested and taken off to die. Uh, In other translations, like in other Gospels where he does this prayer, he actually cries blood because he's so upset and so stressed, but also so filled with love. And it's crazy. Um, And so what what basically it means is, in another one, he asks the disciples, he's like, hey, stay awake so that I can go pray for you. And they fall asleep. And then he comes back and he's like, hey, you know, guys, stay awake and I'm going to go pray and just keep watch. And they fall asleep again. And then they fall asleep a third time. And yet he keeps praying. And again, this shows us, even as he's about to die, even in something as simple as this prayer, it shows us how we're supposed to be. Uh, It can be really hard to be hurt. And it can be really hard to be betrayed. And it can be really hard uh, to deal with all of the things that we deal with. I know that school can be hard. And especially when you add on sports or you add on a job or you add on family stuff, you add on relationship stuff, you add on worrying about going to college one day, you add on worrying about Wendy's clips, you add on worrying about uh, sports that you watch, you add on worrying about friendships, you add on worrying about cell phone plans and texting plans, you add on worrying about all kinds of different things. And then it gets really, really hard to just kind of be who you are. And so you feel that weighing down on you. And so Jesus felt a lot of that, not necessarily the cell phone stuff, but he felt all of that for us so that we'd be able to look at him and be like, okay, when he was at his most pained, like before he was arrested, knowing that one of his best friends betrayed him, because Judas went with him everywhere for three years, knowing that's about to happen, knowing that the rest of them are going to run away from him and hide, knowing that he's about to die, knowing that he's about to be beaten, knowing that people are going to choose to go away from him, he went to pray for them. He went to, to 
show love to them. And again, that shows us who we can be. It shows us why Easter and Christmas are so much different for the church. And it can be so hard to watch throughout the rest of the year when we act like everybody else and we treat people like garbage and we judge them and we hate them and we do all of these things. And then we wonder why people don't come to church and we wonder why people don't trust Christians and we wonder all of this stuff. And that's not to say that every Christian does that all year. But it's to say that we should learn from what Jesus is doing here which is what Easter is about. He's showing us who we should be. Going to the last part of the scripture here. Uh, Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world, so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into this world, I am sending them into the world, and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be made holy by your truth. Uh, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through that message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. So again, he prays for us. As he's about to die, he prays for us. As he's about to die, he prays for his disciples. And what he says here is uh, the world's going to hate them. And you hear that sometimes, that the world is going to hate you. One of the things that is true is it's always easier to tear down someone else than to build yourself up. So like if you're really bad at something, um, like you're making bad grades, and you're like you could get a tutor and you could work on it, you could study... Or you could try to ruin somebody else's life and make fun of them for getting good grades or or hurting them. If you're struggling with uh, just your faith, you're struggling with something else, an addiction, or you're struggling with with pain of some sort, it's always easier to make someone else feel worse than that. Uh, Probably some of you, I don't... I'm sure nobody in here has ever been bullied, but probably some of you have heard, you know, they bully you because they're jealous. And in some ways that can be true. But a lot of times the people that do that, the people that lash out, the people that hurt other people is because they are hurting and because they they see that someone else is maybe living differently. And so when you do your best and you're living to and treating people like you want to be treated and you're loving God and you're loving others and you're showing people who you can be, which doesn't mean you're perfect because you're not going to be perfect, but you're showing them that, then that shines a spotlight on the people that don't. And so I think we all kind of understand that, that in the world, that means some people are going to hate you just because you're doing differently, just because you're doing your best. Some people hate the person that makes good grades. Some people hate the person that treats people nice. Some people hate the person that's generous, and that happens. But also one of the things that happens is sometimes when someone else is doing something that we wish we'd done, and we're trying to, but somebody else maybe gives a little bit more to charity, or somebody else helps somebody that fell down, or somebody else uh, does something really good for someone else, and we're like, I should have done that. I kind of felt called to do that, but I didn't. We can even get mad at them, because it's like, well, that's not fair. They got to be more like Jesus. And, And it's all kind of silly. And Jesus is saying all of this and saying, hey, this world's gonna be hard. And life's going to suck sometimes, and you're going to want to quit, and you're going to feel alone, and you're going to feel hurt, and you're going to feel like nobody else cares, and you're going to feel like nobody else does anything right, and you're going to feel like the world is just awful all the time. But 
you are accepted by him. And he's saying, they are a part of me. Uh, Not just my disciples, but everybody that came after them. They are a part of me. And that's his message of Easter. That's his message of life. This is the last thing that he prayed before he was arrested. This was so important to him that he was praying about what this could mean and what people could do and letting people know that they are accepted, letting people know that they are loved. The awesome thing, one of the awesome things about the crucifixion is he died for everyone before they chose him. Like he wasn't like, oh, hey, all you Christians, like I'm dying for you. There were no Christians at the time, just a few people that followed him. And he died for everyone, every single person, the people that you don't like, the people that you don't agree with, the people that are different than you. He died for all of them to have the chance to choose him. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to choose him. But it means that we are called to show people why, to show them what's different, to show them what, what matters, to show them why we're here, to show them how to be better, not to judge them, not to hate them, not to be angry at them, but to show them love, to show them truth, to show them grace. And that's what he did. And so if you're about to go somewhere, go on a trip, or you're about to go away to a camp, or you're about to go on a game or something, and like you really want to tell people like you're, they're going to watch your pet, or they're going to watch your sibling, or they're going to clean your house. I don't know what it is. Most of you guys don't have houses. You live with your parents. But anyway, uh, so you're going to do something. So you're going to drop every possible thing to them that you can think of at the time. Like you're going to be like, okay, don't forget this. Know this number. Hey, this is how you can reach me. Your parents will do this. Like if they're going away and they're leaving you home for a weekend, uh, they're like, hey, this is the emergency number. This is this, this is that. They go over it. They go over it because it's the last thing they're going to say to you before they go away. Um, that's what Jesus is doing. So the last thing he's talking about before he gets arrested is let people feel connected. Let people feel accepted. Let people feel loved. Let them see that they are a part of something and then be different. Actually be different and treat people like they want to be treated and love God, love others and do everything they can to learn from each other and to learn from Jesus' sacrifice and then to live that out themselves. And sometimes one of the things I say to you guys, uh, You are at an age where half the people in your life are like, you're too young, your opinion doesn't really matter, like you don't know anything yet. And the other half are like, you need to act more mature and you need to do this and you need to understand this, you need to learn this. And that can be really confusing. But when Jesus is saying things like this, he's saying it to you guys too and he's just like, hey, just do your best. Do your best to be like him. Do your best to show love. Do your best to treat others like you want to be treated. Literally, your best is all you can do. So just keep trying, keep growing, keep helping each other, and keep loving him. And that's all I got.